From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Exodus 27.20, Tetzaveh, the Jewish priest. In this week's portion of the Torah, the Kohen, the priest, his garments and duties are discussed in great detail. Again, we have to ask, what does this have to do with us? These duties were performed exclusively by a member of the priestly tribe. So then what value is there to learning these laws? There is no temple now, and even if there would be, not all of us are Kohanim. The Kohanim were the children of Aaron. The vast majority of us are not of that tribe. Not only that, but this portion also discusses the garments and duties of the high priest, and certainly none of us will ever have his position. So why do we bother to learn these many rules that apparently are appropriate only to such a small number of Jews? How does this information affect you and me? For instance, when the high priest was told to wear a garment over his chest that had 12 precious gems on it, each gem with the name of one of the tribes of Israel engraved on it, we have to ask, how do we do this? When we come before God in the Holy of Holies of our heart, we must wear that garment with those names of the tribes of Israel on them. Here we learn what it means to be a nation of priests. Each of us must become the high priest. Each of us must don his garments and perform his holy service. How is this possible, since we are not even allowed to step into that area of the temple, let alone put on his garments and walk into the Holy of Holies? We have to don his garments spiritually and walk into our person of Holy of Holies. And how do we put on our spiritual garments? We have to act them out. One of the spiritual priestly duties that is incumbent upon all of us individually is to carry all of the Jewish people upon our hearts. This means that we must love our fellow Jews. This love is commanded to all of us, but especially to the high priest when he came before God to ask him to forgive us. We, who are spiritual priests of the Jewish people, must also do this. When we talk about spiritually wearing the precious stones with the names engraved upon them on our shoulders, we mean that just as the high priest supported these names on his shoulders, we must support the Jewish people physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Look through each of the priest's garments that are described in the Torah, remembering that garments represent deeds. See which of these garments implores us to do which priestly deed. For instance, the priests wore hats while performing their service. The hat of the common priest, not the high priest, was turban-like. Rashi tells us that it was a type of a dome, keeper or yarmulke. All of the priest's garments were worn to give honor and glory but each also had its individual function. Here we see this priestly garment being worn today by all Torah-observant men. The yarmulke is a direct descendant from that hat worn in the temple. Today, Jewish men are enjoined by the rabbis to wear this head covering. Although this comes from the rabbis, we see that its roots are from the Torah itself, and its function today is just as valid as it was back then. It is to give honor and glory. A keeper gives honor to the one who wears it and glory to the one it reminds us of. 
How does a simple yarmulke give glory to God? First, know that the name itself reminds us of God. The word yarmulke comes from the words fear of the king, your malak. But more than that, when we're a keeper, we're always aware that there is something above us. When we look hard in that direction, above our heads, we come to give glory to God. As the copper plate of the high priest, the plate on our forehead must read, Holy to Hashem, which means that this is to be our priestly mindset. The plate was to be worn always, but this is impossible since those garments to be worn only when the priest was fulfilling his duties in the Mishkan and Temple. Since he was told to wear it always, we see that this command points to its spiritual service. That is, spiritually we are always to wear it. This means at least when we perform our individual priestly acts, to our mitzvah, our minds are to be focusing on the holiness of Hashem. We dedicate our deeds and our thoughts to God. Then we have to atone for ourselves, our homes, and our people. How is it possible for each of us to individually carry such a burden? It was a daunting task for the high priest, and he had the support of the entire nation. How can we be expected to even think about carrying such a load? If you stop and think how many Jews really are in the world, you will understand how we can bear this burden. If we would ask this question to the population experts, they would answer that today there are somewhere between 12 and 16 million Jews spread around the world. But they are mistaken. Actually, there is only one Jewish person in the entire world. From all of the corners of the world, all the way back to the time of Abram and Sarah, and even in every generation since, there has been only one Jew in the entire world at any given time and each of us has a portion of that single Jewish body. Also, there's only one Jewish soul in the world, and this single soul beams a ray of itself into each of us. So now we can begin to see how it is that we bear the burden of the Jewish people. We can bear it because we always have. Every time any one of us does a good deed, some of the benefit from that deed filters down to every single Jewish person alive today. A portion of the benefit will even reach the Jews who will later come to live in this world. And sadly, the opposite of this is also true. Every time one of us fails to do a good deed, or even worse, sins, those results also spread out to each of us. Ironically, the anti-Semite knows this better than most of us. He hates us all, no matter who we are. He hates even the Jews he has never met. He knows that we are one and that we share similar traits, and he treats us accordingly. He knows that we are one body, one people, all sharing one history and one future, and on this point he is right. This puts a great tool in our hands. If you ever feel the need, the burning desire to do something, to help to protect the Jews on the front line, or that reservist standing in a cold night guarding our border, or maybe that East European Jew who lives in a town that admires skinheads, now you know what you can do to help. Do a good deed, any good deed, and say, Hashem, please help all of us, especially those of us who are in danger. Early one morning many years ago, I was entering the Kotel area when I noticed a pair of eyeglasses lying on the ground in front of me. I quickly picked them up and called out, Hey, who lost their eyeglasses? 
An older man immediately turned around and came hurrying back to me, calling, I did, I did. He reached out to take the glasses from my hand when another old religious man who was just walking in said to me, Give them back in the name of all Israel. I handed him his glasses and said, I give them back in the name of all Israel. He thanked me and walked away, very happy that he would be able to read his morning prayers. I turned to the old man next to me and asked, Why did I say that? He said, Because not everyone has the merit to find and return a lost item. We are one. There is one.com. 